Heavenly Father, we thank you for the morning. We thank you for seeing a new day. You've kept us through the night. Your watch care over us have been one of worthy of praise. And so we come before you today. A new day that has its challenges and its opportunities. As we are about to enter into the day, we pray that you lead us. That we may be able to discern your voice calling us to the left or to the right. Lead us, O Lord, into the paths of peace today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Our high calling, August 12th. Order and cleanliness. Having therefore these promises dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 It is of the highest importance that Sabbath keepers live out their faith in every particular. They should be prompt and neat and keep their business matters all straight. None should be so fearful of being like the world that it will lead them to be careless in their houses, leaving things in disorder and uncleanness. It is not pride to be neat in dress, cleanly in person, orderly and tasteful in their household arrangements. These outside appearances tell the business character of those living in the house, and not only this, but the religious character of its inmates. It is impossible for a slack, disorderly person to make a good Christian. Their lives in temporal and religious things are just as disorderly as their dress, houses, persons and premises. There is order in heaven. There are rules and regulations which govern the whole heavenly host. All move in order. All there is cleanly. All in perfect harmony. And everyone who will be counted worthy to enter heaven will be thoroughly disciplined and will be without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. The uncultivated have spots and wrinkles upon them now. They had better lose no time in commencing the work of cleansing themselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. God loves purity, cleanliness, order, and holiness. God requires all his people who lack these qualifications to seek them and never rest until they obtain them. They must commence the work of reform and elevate their lives so that in conversation and deportment, their acts, their lives will be a continual recommendation of their faith and will have such a winning, compelling power upon unbelievers that they will be compelled to acknowledge that they are the children of God. 
The truth, as it is in Jesus, will not degrade, but elevate the receiver, purify his life, refine his taste, sanctify his judgment. Amen. The title of our devotion is Order and Cleanliness. In keeping with what we have been learning, God wants to make us perfect in Him. Perfect in our spirit, perfect in character, and also in health and appearance. Some may think that God, because He condemns the fashions of the world, doesn't care about how His children appear. But the very reason he condemns the fashions of the world shows that he does care about how his children appears. Just because he cries against worldliness and pride of dress doesn't mean that he encourages uh, dirtiness, disorderliness in dress, and even in life generally. It is true that we can become extravagant because we love the things of this world and then we spend money on material things that are unnecessary. But yet there are things that are necessary. And God has presented himself to us today to remind us that he is a God of order and cleanliness. The world has been going through some rounds of what they call a pandemic. We've looked at what has happened in the world in the past when there has been real diseases that have killed people. Not long ago, there was Ebola. Not too far away too, we looked at uh, SARS and anthrax in China. And then some time long ago, there was a Spanish flu. And in all these diseases, many of them come because of a lack of cleanliness. There's a popular saying that goes this way, cleanliness is next to godliness. When you study your Bible, you would understand why that statement is said. Today, many people neglect the laws God gave on cleanliness. They don't understand that cleanliness in the eyes of God is very, very important. We looked yesterday at the topic big little things and indeed cleanliness is one of those big little things. People look at it as inconsequential. Of course, those who want to go to heaven alone and they don't necessarily love God, they just want to know, is it a sin? You see, if you love God, you want to be like Him. What you'll be asking rather is, what does the Lord require of me? How can I become more like Him? And in becoming more like God, you would understand that He requires of us to be clean, neat, and orderly in our deportment, in our homes, and in our dress. When it comes to the way we take care of ourselves, there is the way the Lord says we should do it, and there is a way that is wrong. For the sake of so-called cleanliness today, many things are being invented, chemicals, drugs, cosmetics that are not making us clean but making us even more dirty and what do i mean by dirty god wants your blood to be clean he wants your skin to be clean 
because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he doesn't want your body to be defiled by anything. And that's why he gives us instructions on how to take care of our bodies. Not with things that harm our body, but with things that will keep it in good health, in a position for it to be occupied by the Holy Spirit of God. If we do not keep ourselves clean, God will not be able to dwell with us and he means what he says and he's not joking about it. One way to keep ourselves clean is to avoid having, like they say, multiple sexual partners. If you are a married person, of course, you should have one. And if you are single, none at all. That is what it means to be clean. If you have only one and you are single, then you are not clean because fornication is uncleanness too. In the Bible, reading especially in the New Testament, we read about the condemnation of uncleanness, but not many want to know what it is. Uncleanness is grouped with adultery, with fornication. What is uncleanness? In fact, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3, God said, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. My brothers and sisters, let us reason together. What does he mean when he says fornication? He didn't say all fornication and all of the other one. But only when he uses uncleanness does he say all uncleanness. That means there are various kinds of uncleanness. There are different things that makes us unclean. It's not just one thing. And he says it shouldn't be named once among us. You see, Christianity, we have departed so far away from God. Now, when you mention these things that are unclean, they don't want to see it as sin anymore. They will tell you that Jesus nailed it to the cross. They will tell you that it's no more relevant. But yet we are dying of diseases today because of uncleanness. Fornication and all kinds, any type of uncleanness, let it not be once named among us. It is not for you, my brother or sister or pastor, to define for me what uncleanness is. The Bible tells us what uncleanness is. So you can keep your reasoning aside and come to the word of God. Let it teach you what God sees as unclean. That same word, uncleanness, where did Paul get it from to say uncleanness? Let it not be once named among you as become saints. Do you want to be a saint of God? Our key text for our devotion says in the book of 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1, Having therefore these promises dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. What does it mean to cleanse yourself of all filthiness? As you mean, he said, let's cleanse ourselves of all filthiness. Many will interpret it to mean, oh, let us keep the commandments of God. Just uh, let us not involve in any spiritual sin. But he separated them. Filthiness of two things, the flesh and the spirit. We have the outward flesh and the inward flesh. There are things that make our outward flesh filthy and there are things that make the inward flesh filthy and we are told keep away from all uncleanness. Cleanse yourself of all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and then you will now perfect holiness in the fear of God. It is God who tells us how to do that, how to cleanse ourselves, how to avoid all uncleanness. Once again, in the book of 1 
Thessalonians 4 verse 7, it says, For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Also, in the book of um, Colossians 3 verse 5, we are told, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry. You see how many times uncleanness is being mentioned? Ephesians 4 verse 19, who being past feeling, having given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to walk all uncleanness with greediness. Do you see once again, all uncleanness, not just uncleanness, but the word all is used beside it to tell you there are various ways and things that people do to get themselves unclean. In the book of 2 Corinthians 12 verse 21, he says, And lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall bewail many which have sinned already, and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. Is uncleanness a sin, my brothers and sisters? Of course it is, because here Paul says that they have not repented of their uncleanness which they have sinned in which they have committed and as you see the bible will tell us what uncleanness is anything that defiles the body outwardly inwardly that is uncleanness our blood needs to be clean and that's why god has told us that we should eat only things that will make us have good blood and even outwardly we should cleanse ourselves take your bath regularly do not uh, make your house to be dirty ensure that it is always clean if there is decayed matter around you that is food now that is left over somewhere decaying that house is unclean because of that food you need to throw it away because the decaying of that food is releasing gases into the air you are inhaling it and it is entering into your blood and making your blood not to be clean and that thing can cause sickness many sicknesses and epidemics of the world has been caused because of bad habits of hygiene we need to take care of ourselves do you know that many people we get fungal infections viral infections bacterial infections because we don't wash our clothes like we should but did god tell us to wash our clothes of course he did even when the children of israel were to appear before him he gave them clear instructions on that matter that was in the book i believe of uh, exodus chapter 19 god told them in exodus 19 verse 10 and the lord said unto moses go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes why was that to be verse 11 and be ready against the third day for the third day the lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon mount sinai wow the people were to wash their clothes because they were coming before god and of course not just to wash their clothes but they were to appear neat before god and orderly ironing of the clothes very very important too because this is how god himself is he is neat and clean and orderly to show you how neat and clean god is you would wonder how he would take note of something like this in the book of deuteronomy chapter 23 reading from verse 13 it says okay reading from verse 12 rather it says 
Thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whither thou shalt go forth abroad. And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and it shall be when thou wilt ease thyself abroad. Thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back, and cover that which cometh from thee. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of the camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. So what is the unclean thing here? Physis. God said to them, when, I'm, when you want to ease yourself, whether urinating, that is, or defecating, any of them, don't do it within the camp. Go out. And then dig the ground, and then stool there, and then cover it. Now, what, many of us will say, well, that is hygiene. But to God, that is holiness. He said, because I want your camp to be holy. He didn't say, I want your camp to be clean. I take that again. Reading Deuteronomy 23 from verse 14. It says, For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of the camp to deliver thee and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy. God understands that when there is an unclean thing around us like physis, and I said too, decayed matter the camp the house becomes unclean the house becomes unclean if there is anything like even when we sweat that is still excretion this excretory products like the feces or the the urine or our sweat they are all excretory products unclean things that are inside us that are going out these things need to go away for us to be clean and when they come out on, the, on our, our clothes and on our skin the clothes needs to be washed so that it to be clean if god will not stay in a camp that has feces will he stay in a body that is dirty of course he won't and that's why the bible says all uncleanness because it's not just one thing there is one that is sexual in this case this is excretory it is not sexual this is excretory uncleanness that has to do with your sweat that has to do with your urine and your physis god doesn't want you to have sweat all over your body take your bath so that you'll be clean wash your clothes so that you won't be smelling so that you'll be clean brush your teeth and clean your mouth wash your hair and make it clean that doesn't mean you go and buy all the hair products in this world you just need only water to wash your hair and any natural product will be the best thing that you can use not chemicals that will disfigure your head and your hair no god didn't say change your hairstyle just to be clean he's just talking about cleanliness finish he's not adding to it and saying i want you to stretch your hair to this position and do it to that position and join fashion no just cleanliness let there be no unclean thing in thee and then another way to get unclean is by using these so-called chemicals too because the pores of our skin need to breathe and sometimes when we use uh, these chemicals that are not good that are natural the chemicals not natural ones they don't have a good effect on our blood and they enter into the blood through the pores of our skin and then get it contaminated when we use powder, the same thing. You can research on that. Powder causes cancer because of the asbestos in it. 
and it 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 contaminates the blood and makes it cancerous and then the person gets sick that's what is happening and god wants us to be neat and clean in our body and in our clothes as for our clothes we should have durable good material to wear that we can tell would be good for appearance that doesn't mean we follow fashion i'll be reading from the book now selected messages volume 3 reading page 245 paragraph 3 it says taste and fitness and durability we do not discourage taste and neatness in dress correct taste in dress is not to be despised or condemned while needless ruffles trimmings and ornaments should be left off we encourage our sisters to obtain good durable material nothing is gained in trying to save means by purchasing cheap fabrics let the clothing be plain and neat without extravagance of display young ladies who break away from the slavery to fashion will be ornaments to society the one who is simple and unpretending in her dress and in her manners shows that she understands that a true lady is characterized by moral worth end of quote end of quote so here we see that just because we want to break away from fashion doesn't mean we shouldn't dress neat and we should get durable material also durable material doesn't mean expensive material by the way there are many clothes expensive for nothing but yet they are not even durable i'm reading now from letters and manuscripts page volume 4 letter 17 par- uh, 1883 paragraph 19 here it says now children i want now children to tell you just what you may do you may be children of god you have hitherto given your minds to the frivolous and vain things you do not know the worth of money you have a great many imaginary wants your thoughts are vain you have pride and you love dress and you clamor and urge for things that you could do without you do not see the necessity of being caretaken of saving your good clothing of wearing dresses that are durable and not expensive so some will want to uh, associate durable with expensive no it's not doesn't mean so there are many clothes that are expensive but yet not durable what we should be looking at is durability of the material buy that durable material some of them we may say are expensive yeah relatively you may say so but then if it is durable you get it that's what god wants and look neat and clean so that's how we should be in dress back to the issue of uncleanness i mentioned earlier excretory uncleanness god wants us to be to be out of us and then when we looked earlier in the book of second corinthians you saw that paul was talking about a certain kind of uncleanness that was existing in the people of Corinth that one was a sexual kind of uncleanness and he said to them then that he doesn't want to come and hear that they are still doing things like that and that person who has sinned in that has to repent this kind of uncleanness would include things that has to do with the discharge that comes out of the reproductory organs the wastes that has to do with the seminal fluids of men and even uh, women too 
it is important that we wash our clothes and wash ourselves from these things. The Bible, God talked about it. He said that when we have this discharge, we should wash our clothes, wash your bedspread, wash your undies, ensure that they are clean. Don't wear them when you know that they have been stained with these things because those things will develop diseases in your body. And you see people start itching and we have uh, ringworm and fungal infections. It's because of dirty clothes many times or our bedspread that has not been sunned for a long while. It has been in a damp room. And damp rooms breed bacterias and fungi and viruses because they like places that are damp when sun is not entering into a place. So we must be careful to air our rooms and let sun come in. And your clothes too, let the sun shine on them to kill those bacterias, wash them. If they have been in for so long without being in the sunlight, even if they are clean, take them out under the sun so that they can be heated by the sun and the bacterias can die out of them and the bed needs to be taken out and the bed too needs to be taken under the sun not because anyone urinated on it you don't have to urinate on it if you've used it for a long time indoor and it hasn't uh, been sunned then it should go to the sun so that it can be clean the sun has properties in it that can do this just the rays of the sun can kill these bacteria, and that's why even we ourselves need to walk under the sun frequently because when we stay in damp rooms for a long time, bacteria begin to de- de- develop and these microorganisms on our skin and even in our blood too, in- inside us and it, it doesn't flow well it is, it's not getting heated up so it causes more diseases in us so God wants us to be clean and orderly and this is what he calls perfecting holiness in the fear of God. There's more that can be said about this, but I pray that the Lord will give us the grace to understand it even more and indeed perfect holiness in the fear of God. Amen. Reading from Adventist home, page 148, paragraph 2 to 4, it says, So far as possible, all buildings intended for human habitation should be placed on high, well-drained ground. This will ensure a dry state. This matter is often too lightly regarded. Continuous ill health, serious diseases and many deaths will result from the dampness and malaria of low-lying, ill-drained situations. In the building of houses, it is especially important to secure thorough ventilation and plenty of sunlight. Let there be a current of air and an abundance of light in every room in the house. Sleeping rooms should be so arranged to have a free circulation of air day and night. No room is fit to be occupied as a sleeping room unless it can be thrown open daily to the air and sunshine. In most countries, bedrooms need to be supplied with conveniences for heating, that they may be thoroughly warmed and dried in cold or wet weather. Like the other bedrooms, each should have air and sunshine and should be provided with some means of heating to dry out the dampness that always accumulates in a room not in constant use. Whoever sleeps in a sunless room or occupies a bed that has not been thoroughly dried and aired does so at the risk of health and often of life. Amen. I will take again the third paragraph where it says that it is not pride to be neat in dress, 
cleanly in person, orderly and tasteful in their household arrangements. You understand that we live in a society now when if you see someone who is always neat, people want to think or they, they begin to act as if the person is proud. Don't mind him. He's very proud. It's bec- not because the person did anything or say anything, j- just because the person dresses in a neat dress, not even expensive dress like our brother told us, just neat, plain, cleanly in dress, to be clean and orderly in person, to be tasteful in household arrangements. You go to some houses, they just pack all kinds of boxes upon boxes and clothes everywhere is scattered. Just what they need is an arrangement. Some of the things that are not useful, remove them, let air enter. Let the place be arranged in an orderly fashion. I'll take again Isaiah chapter 52 verse 11 where it says, Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing, go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Thorough sanitary regulations were enforced. I'm reading from Education chapter 38, page 38, where it says that these were enjoined on the people, not only as necessary to health, but as the condition of retaining among them the presence of the Holy One. With this kind of reading, I'm just imagining our surroundings. That if the people were told to keep their surroundings clean, to retain the presence of the Holy One, what about our surroundings today, or even our homes, or even our in persons, our dress? Let them wash their clothes. We read it from Exodus chapter 19, verse 10. Wash their clothes. I'll read again from 21 Manuscript Release 364. It says, There is a great lack of neatness and order. God wants His children in these last days to be neat and clean. His commands to the children of Israel were definite in regard to cleanliness. God has not changed or altered. He wants his children in these last days to be clean and holy and have no girl found in their mouth. God will not own a filthy person as a Christian. There is no place for such in heaven, for all is neatness and other there. I saw that the houses of the saints should be kept tidy and neat, free from dirt and field and all uncleanness. I saw that the house of God had been desecrated by the carelessness of parents with their children and by the untidiness and uncleanness there. I saw that God will not acknowledge an untidy, unclean person as a Christian. He frowned, was upon such. His frown was upon such. Our souls, bodies, and spirits are to be presented blameless by Jesus to his Father. And unless we are clean in person and pure, we cannot be presented blameless to God. 
I saw that these things should meet with an open rebuke. Third selected messages, 273. I'll read again from Christian Temperance, talking about the cause of diseases through uncleanness, 113. It says, Incorrect personal habits are among the most prolific causes of disease. Other and cleanliness are laws of heaven. The direction given to Moses when the Lord was about to declare his law upon Mount Sinai were very strict in this respect. They were to be directed to do this, lest there should be impurity about them as they should come before God. He is a God of order, and he requires order and cleanliness in, in his people. No occasion were to be allowed where the children of Israel should allow impurities to remain upon their clothing or their persons. Those who had any uncleanness were to be shut out of the camp until the evening and then were required to cleanse themselves and their clothing before they could return. They were also commanded to carry all their refuse to a distance from the camp. The Lord requires no less of his people now than he did anciently. If uncleanness could cause them to lose the favor and approbation of God who will drive the spirit away, far away from them, then, then the reading is telling us that today it will do, the same thing will happen. So I continue. If cleanliness was so necessary to those journeying in the wilderness, who were in the open air nearly all the time, it is no less necessary to us who live in closed houses where impurities are more observable and have a more unhelpful influence. The moral law spoken from Sinai cannot have a place in the hearts of persons of disorderly, filthy habits. If the children of Israel could not so much as listen to the proclamation of that holy law without cleanliness of person and clothing, how can its pure precepts be written upon the hearts of those who are untidy in their persons and their homes? Violent epidemics of fever have occurred in villages and cities that were considered perfectly healthy and these have resulted in deaths or broken constitution. In many instances, the premises of the very ones who fell victims to these epidemics contained the agents of destruction, which sent forth deadly poison into the atmosphere to be inhaled by the family and the neighborhood. So I just read the last text here where it says in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 25 Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. So God is encouraging his children calling all of us to adhere to sanitary laws sanitary conditions even the armies of Israel I'll just take the last one. He said, in order to be acceptable in God's sight, the leaders of the people were to give strict heed to the sanitary conditions of the armies of Israel. Even when 
they went forth to battle every soul from the commander-in-chief to the lowest soldier in the army was sacredly charged to preserve cleanliness in his person and surroundings for the israelites were chosen by god as his peculiar people they were sacredly bound to the holy to be holy in body and spirit they were not to be careless or neglectful of their personal duties in every respect they were to preserve cleanliness they were to allow nothing untidy or unwholesome in their surroundings nothing which would taint the purity of the atmosphere so we see that we have to go to work go to the house the things that are not necessary they are not useful they have been lying there causing decay remove them the clothes you check the clothes make sure that they are in order neat clean cleanliness of person what we eat our brother just told us about all of that and so it is time to begin to put to practice i pray that god gives us grace to put them to practice amen let us pray our heavenly father we continue to thank you thank you for your mercies thank you for your grace well thank you for your word today is a really high calling we see what stands before us and between us and thee we see that cleanliness is required for you to have your stamp upon us cleanliness in person and what we eat in our surroundings as representatives of you we have to show that we have a father who is orderly and neat and we have to show that even in our surroundings too even in our workplace oh lord help us to be conscious of this fact that first our hearts too should be clean and our clothing our surroundings everything we do we should show that we are workers together with you it is help us in jesus precious name we pray amen <music>